Hi, we're here. Good evening for the inaugural podcast, The Long Run. It's February 13, 2019. Uh, we are the deadhead and the engineer, and we're coming to you from Mr. Ethan Coffey's lovely Troopers Bar here on Santella Santella? Santella. Santella, yeah, that sounds about right. So hopefully one day we'll be at... Um, the Long Run, which will be located on Sutherland Avenue, right, Ethan? Is Sutherland right? Avenue, uh, right across from Young Williams Animal Clinic. Fantastic. So we have a vet uh, that's sitting beside us today, so she'll be in on the Long Run uh, endeavors as well. Uh, so I don't know if Julia's going to go back and forth between vet and the shop, but uh, very convenient that y'all are located across the street from a animal shelter. So we're going to introduce ourselves and get started on our talk on our talking points this afternoon um, my name is Patrick uh, maybe by the end of this podcast you'll figure out am I the deadhead or the engineer I don't know um, I'm lived in Knoxville since 2000 uh, thereabouts and I've been a runner since I was 13 years old I ran at the University of Tennessee um, made a couple of world championship teams, two of them to be exact, in 2006 and 2008. And across from me is Mr. Ethan Coffey. Uh, Mr. Ethan Coffey is the number one ranked runner in all of Knoxville. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started running in uh, 1998, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> graduated in high school in 2001. You might have heard about the big three that year, graduating from uh, high school in 2001, that would have been Ryan Hall, Alan Webb, and Nathan Ritzenheim. I was basically number four. <clears throat> you don't hear about me that often, though, but uh, I, went, I went to college not quite the, the caliber of uh, University of Tennessee. I went to a, a small school called Carnegie Mellon, and no world championship teams, but uh, I was an academic All-American while I was there, so that's kind of a big deal. Well, yeah, those academics, they play, you know, quite a role here you know it, it, it's not all about running although we are here to talk about running um, that's essentially um, what we fill our day with uh, Ethan and I regularly meet um, sometimes regularly with some friends that usually around the five o'clock hour and usually jaunt around Cherokee Boulevard in different places and so we decided why not there's a they're opening up a shop the long run which is gonna I guess it's going to be men's and women's apparel, essentially. Athletic, no. athletic apparel. So we decided, um, of course, over beers, that it'd be a good idea to talk about running stuff, the long run, pun intended, and see where it goes. So, Ethan, what's on tap at Troopers tonight? Unfortunately, uh, right now there's nothing on tap at Troopers because I made the smart decision to start brewing my own beer. And... Um, so I brewed one one beer that turned out really good. I was pretty happy with it. And then every other uh, batch I've had has been pretty much swill. And it's it's been hard to get myself to spend an afternoon brewing beer when I don't think it's going to turn out good. <clears throat> so I'm drinking fat tire out of a bottle. All right. Well, excellent. And it's pretty good. Excellent. Well, uh, one day we'll get the you know taps up and moving here again at Troopers. I am always trusty. Bush beer, 24 fluid ounces. I don't know why I brought two of them with me. I don't think we're going to talk for quite that long, but um, I'm definitely drinking the uh, the lesser of the two beers here. So Greater volume, though. 
Great, yes, much greater volume, yes, So, um, but we digress. We're not here all about the beer. So talking points today, we're going to move on. Lots happened uh, over the last couple of weeks in our little running world. Um, obviously, we kind of missed the Houston Marathon by a couple of weeks, so we'll probably skip that. But um, uh, lots of, excuse me, indoor track heating up between Boston, Washington, and um, New York with the Milrose game, so we'll kind of stay local, but there was some uh, couple of things that happened uh, that will cover world record attempts and uh, people who have difficulty running on two feet and half marathons in New Orleans. And then we'll get a little local with um, probably one of the KTC's oldest races. All right, so we're starting with Jake Renfrey. He was a senior at Catholic High School. Uh, he's moving on to the University of Notre Dame. Um, and I think one of the talking points I had in original, you know, and Ethan was that, is he the greatest height Knoxville high school runner? Where do you stand? Well, I've only been here in Knoxville for about 10 years. So my, my running knowledge locally is pretty limited, but based on results, uh, he has to have an argument there. The only the only one I could think of who might might hold a candle to him recently would be Templeton. Uh, you know, he he went to Foot Lockers twice, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Never never finished nearly second. Though. No, no. Um, and then you know if you if you go on to collegiate stuff, he did pretty well at NCAA. Yeah, he finished fifth or something like that. Fifth or sixth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't remember anyone who's who's put together uh, a few seasons recently like Jake Renfrey has. I'd have to agree. I mean, I think if you look at the PRs indoor and out, uh, you know, his 409-mile indoors, uh, he's got a 408, 1,600-meter PR outdoors, second at Foot Locker, second at the Milrose Games. You know, he was selected to run uh, for Scotland, um, you know, on that Team USA, uh, whatever event it is. It's not a U.S. cross, but... I think he's up there. You know, I think, you know, we hold the almighty Tony Cozy up there pretty high. And so I think Jake Renfrey probably, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, I'm sure he'll get invited to a couple of other invites here over the next couple of months. And What kind, you know, of, what kind of times did Cozy run in high school? Uh, I think the Coz might have been around 412 for 1,600 meters. What about 32? Um, I don't know that he broke nine minutes. Jake has run under nine minutes. Well, he ran under he ran. nine minutes. You, were you in that race, or were you at he the ran, event? He ran right at nine flat. Okay. Uh, I, 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 was, I was helping pace that event, but I was not pacing okay. him. Ethan's <laughs> become our pacing extraordinaire for, for the Hoka 3200 uh, invite that usually happens after our state meet here locally. Um, but I think that the way that he's going, he's, you know, he very well could write, you know, rewrite a couple of records here over the next couple of months and maybe cement himself. At least on the on the on the boys' side is the, you know, best high school, you know, male distance runner and, you know, that we've seen in a long time. So and it's kind of exciting. It's exciting. Obviously, it's exciting. And we hope to see him do a lot of good things in Notre Dame too. Well, I think that obviously, you know, Ethan, it comes to a a point where, you know, you you move on from the high school ranks and, but it is kind of it is interesting to see. Some of those kids, you know, whether it's Aaron Templeton or, you know, I've, co- I've coached some kids that have moved on to the college ranks to see, 
like how much better they can get. You know, I mean, you and I both, you know, weren't, you know, great collegiate runners, but we've gone on after that and, you know, cemented our own little legacy in our own way. So it, it should be interesting to see when he, you know, what he does in South Bend and um, definitely looking forward to it. So, um, I mean, that's our, that was our, he, that was at the Milrose Games in New York. And I guess as we kind of move on, um, I guess as we move on to uh, more Milrose action, I think there's so much Milrose action that happened um, over this past week. And obviously there was some not so good in, you know, news with, um, oh goodness, Ethan, help me, University of Arkansas guy, what was his name? Um, he was pacing the 3,000 oh. meters and, you know, went down. But I think if you, you know, if any of us, if any of you out there read, um, you know, reports, it sounds like he's doing okay. But, you know, the track, the stuff on the track was pretty hot. Um, and that is no pun intended that we move into talking about Emma Coburn, <laughs> who has uh, seemingly the last couple of weeks between Boston and New York had a really difficult time uh, staying on two feet. Did you watch the race? And what is your opinion? What What's your evaluation of what happened? I hate I hate to be the the boring one, but uh, I guess I am I am the engineer. Uh, uh, well, the cat's out the bag <laughs> now. There you go. Uh, I think it's just bad luck, honestly. Um, you know, it, it happens. You know, I, when you when you came up with this topic, the person who came to mind for me was Morgan Euseni, who had really bad luck. Good call. Good call. Uh, at all kinds of big races, world championships. Uh, several years in a row, I think, and uh, fell every every time we saw her on TV. It seemed like she fell. Yeah, she and did. I don't think it was watching it. I don't think it was necessarily always her fault. She just happened to get tripped up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and she happened to get bad luck. And I think if you watch a if you watch a indoor race, they're always running so close together. For sure. I mean, falling is. It happens, and I, I guess maybe Emma is she's she's taller than some of the other girls, and she's used to with the steeplechase. I think you kind of run farther apart. Yeah, because you have to have room to see the barriers. Sure. So maybe she's not used to it, but perhaps I, I think it's I think it's just bad luck. I, I agree. I agree. So the deadhead agrees with the engineer. I mean, I think it's just bad luck. I think it's I I did see a Twitter exchange between Emma Coburn and Kara Goucher, and they weren't bad-mouthing anyone in particular it was just kind of their their perspective the girl behind you it's like you know it's you do you blame the girl in front do you blame the girl behind it's like you know you you have to own your own little space obviously when you're on those tight you know 200 meter bank tracks and I think it looks a little bit I, suspicious isn't the right word I guess they'll all stick with it but it's like, you know, it happens in Boston and it happens again in New York. Um, right. I but say, I think it's a dumb I would say luck. A, third, a third time, and I'm going to say it's more than, it's more than luck. <laughs> if, it, if it happens, you know, assuming she runs the U.S. indoors here in a couple of weeks or whatever, if it happens at U.S. indoors, then I, I don't know, I guess we'd have to start, you know, deciding whether it is just dumb luck or unfortunate luck or if there's just some tactical, you know. I think individuals on... A variety of message boards wanted to start critiquing her race tactics and I think it's like you said you know at the at the 
rate that those women are compete, you know, racing, um, you know, running eight fifty pace, you know, there's there's bound to be a bunch, you know, there's a bunch of girls that could run eight fifty to nine minutes in there, and you know, just our local Knoxville connection there with uh, Paquette in the race, so uh, I think 